Welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Dwayne. I'm Sammy. And the voice you notice is being conspicuously absent is our dear friend Jamie. Uh, he's getting ready to go on a lovely family adventure. Uh, we uh, wish him safe travels and very much fun and great memories. Definitely. Okay, well, this week we don't have a review. Sam, what we got going on this week? So, you know, since we're moving back into regular format for our movie reviews, we still feel like we need to throw in some news. And we've got a f- some news stories, I think, this week that are pretty interesting. And I really think we, we're hitting a lot of spots in the nerdverse. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, Lots of things happening in the world of nerddom. Our newsroom has been very busy. So let me run and get that. Okay, and we are back. Okay, Sam... We've got some interesting Marvel stuff happening. They kind of played a psych on us a few weeks ago with a big drop of a lot of teasers and some look backs at memories. Uh-huh. But something that they'd done to dodge on us actually came out. What have we seen this week? So we finally got a full, it's not really a trailer. They're, they're, they're calling it a teaser, but we'll see for Eternals. Now, now with the Marvel celebrates the movies, we just got a little snippet, right? Angel, Angelina Jolie with sword, that kind of thing. Um, we see a little bit more. Um, what's your thoughts on this, brother? I'm really interested to see uh, these guys' dynamic, especially uh, not being familiar with them as as a thing. As and as the the trailers and stuffs rolling out, as as more information's coming out. These are like the baddest of the bad, the the, the most powerful of the most powerful. Mm-hmm. I guess you should say because they're, they're, they are, you know, I guess essentially good guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but they're, you know, in the celestial realm. These are the Eternals. You know, uh, I think uh, we have Thanos's cousin, and you know, different almost immortal people. I, I, it's very interesting the impact that this is going to bring because we've had all of this time, we've had these crises, we've had these alien invasions, and I've seen memes and stuff about it. You know, like, oh, the, the Eternals. You know, during the invasion of New York, the Eternals are napping. During the Infinity War, you know, the, the Eternals are napping. You know, through through <laughs> all of these supers coming to Earth, uh-huh. you know, populating there. Uh, you know, they're, they're they're napping. Well, now they're kind of coming out, and. You know, I, I just want to hear their excuses or what they, you know, what's going to be their reasoning for not being involved until now and what's going to be the crux to get them involved. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, th- this is a place we really could use Jamie tonight because, you know, Jamie's our big Marvel guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much background he's got in the Eternals, um, but I don't know about you, but this is going to be interesting. I feel like the MCU is kind of, turning the page a little bit and if you think about it our first three phases were very avengers focused Mm -hmm. and now we're getting i mean with the exception of black widow 
you know, it's all these new characters, Song Chi, and now we're getting the Eternals. And it just seems to be they're turning a different corner. And I think that's going to be really interesting in terms of tone uh, and in terms of how the audience accepts it. Yeah, I'm really interested to where, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, what this is going to do with the celestial thing, you know, uh-huh. and with the, you know, with the, I guess, essentially the new Avengers on Earth, because it's even referred to in the trailer, you know, as they're sitting around the dinner table, yeah. uh, whatever he says, you know, hey, now that, now that Iron Man and, uh, you know, Captain Rogers is gone, who's going to lead the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'll lead the Avengers. <laughs> I could do this, you know, it's no big thing, yeah. but, you know, it, they're on the radar, you know, they, they know what's going on, but you know, I, I'm just really interested. Like you said, what impact it's going to have on, on the future. We're going to get more Dr. Strange. We're going to get more, you know, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, more Spider-Man, more Captain Marvel, but they're also introducing, you know, Fantastic Four. Yeah. What view is, you know, Black Panther going to take since we don't have Chadwick Boseman there in this universe? Right. What holes and gaps are these guys going to fill in yep. in the universe? It's really going to be interesting to see. And especially how are these guys going to start playing with the mutants if the X-Men right. start pulling in here? You know, that's really, yeah. really on a lot of people's radar. You know, and, and just one last thing I had on Eternals just to mention, though, is, you know, it's a little bit of a swerve you know, the Eternals were, were part of the Jack Kirby creations at Marvel. Uh, when when Kirby came back after departing Marvel, going to DC or and going to DC for a while, came back. The Eternals was his big, big kind of his big projects. And from this trailer, I see no Kirby influence. Maybe a little bit in a few of the costumes, but there's not a lot of Kirby here. And I thought for sure we'd see a little bit more Kirby. Yeah, you don't have the colorfulness, vibrancy mm-hmm. uh, that you that you normally associate with Kirby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, next up, we have some DC news, Sam. So why don't you take off with this? Oh, sure. Um, you know, when you think about it, you know, HBO Max has been in the game now for getting going close to a year, and. You know, we had seen the end of of DC Universe, the streaming service, as we knew it. Um, Now we're, once again, adding things to the list of, oh, here's what's coming. Here's what's coming. Now we have two new animated features. And, of course, if you're going to be launching new animated features, you know you got to launch your big two, Superman and Batman. It's all DC knows. You got it. I mean, you got to have, have, have those, those those two. No Wonder Woman again. Um, but what makes Batman interesting, it's Batman the Cape Crusader. And it's the people who are going to be working on this that make it most interesting. J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm are all supposed to be working on that Batman cartoon. Mm. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting. Uh, you know, what else can they do with Batman? I mean, I know he's been one of their legacy <laughs> characters, right. but I mean, but you know, you 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 had the Nolan movies, you had the Burton movies, uh, Schumacher, uh, even you know the TV show. You had all the cartoons, Batman Beyond, uh, you know, 
the Batman series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, DC has so many great characters. I, I just wish they would get off of the Batman and Superman train a little bit. Just uh, you a know, little, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're wonderful, great characters. I love to see them, but branch out guys but yeah. i guess you know i guess in your streaming wars and you know you, you you need to make a big impact yeah well you got your your two largest ips there you yeah. know you've got superman you've got batman now the superman is a little different though batman is supposed to be a little bit more noirish my adventures with superman looks a little bit more almost anime influenced hmm. But I thought it was super cool, though. Jack Quaid uh, from, you know, Mr. Logan Lucky, not specifically Logan Lucky, but one of the, the, the best mullets in the movie, um, is going to be voicing Superman. Really? Yes. So we've got Jack Quaid voicing Superman in this series. And this is Jack Quaid of the boys, too. Yes. Jack Quaid of the boys. Jack Quaid of, you know, he's already been doing some voice work on Star Trek Lower Decks. He's um, Ensign Boimler. And so now he's going to be Superman. That's going to be a very interesting voice for the Man of Steel, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah. <laughs> that, and and especially to bring Superman into kind of like you're saying, an almost anime style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Superman. I know he has the 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 red, yellow, and blue. You know, right. red and blue primarily with some yellow in there. He's almost that all-American hero. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, is how he was kind of portrayed uh, very early on there. Now, to to bring him to a different animation style with a different kind of voice, I think Jack Quaid would provide may. Mm, I don't know. I have such a hard time with Superman because he's such the Boy Scout to me. Right. It's just, you know, good good for good. You know, I even have trouble with with Henry Cavill's uh, Superman, but. That's that's a very that's something I'm gonna put on my radar. Uh, yeah. Probably probably more than initially. And the thing is, they're backing them up to be twenty somethings. So this isn't going to be your your you know kind of mature Superman. You know, this is going to be a twenty something Superman Lois Lane. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic, also. Yeah. Hmm. Twenty something Superman trying to figure it out in the in the big city. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, streaming services, Amazon has made a mighty purchase there. Yeah. What did you say? Eight point five billion. Yeah, eight point four five. So round that up to eight point five billion. So mm-hmm. I don't know many people besides Jeff Bezos that maybe have that extra cash laying around. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know some serious Disney and Lucas money there, uh, but yeah, so they're they're getting MGM um, as a as a property there, so that's going to open up the MGM catalog onto their Prime Video service. Right. It's also going to open them up to a lot of production possibilities, even some very, shall we say, suave. <laughs> franchises that uh, yes involve a certain spa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and here's the funny thing with, with Mr. Bond and MGM. MGM only owns 50% of it. And all creative rights go to the Broccoli family. So 
Bezos, if he's wanting to turn Bond into more than just movies, maybe Bond the television series as an Amazon Prime exclusive, he's got to get the Bricoli family to uh, come on board. Uh, so I guess by buying MGM, they get a, that 50% interest in the character. But all creative license has to go through that family. Uh, so th- there's still some wrangling to do. And I don't know about you, but I wonder how it'll affect No Time to Die. <laughs> so. well, well, this movie uh, may have you know no time for theaters once it, it, <laughs> it is obtained by this streaming service. You know, it's uh, and I know that that was toyed with early on, but you know, I'm with a lot of people. I really think Bond needs to be an event film. You know, it, it's it's almost you know I know they've gotten kind of cheesy uh, over the years, and and you know they've taken different views. Um, like some serious, some a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than others. But, you know, I think that Bond really needs to remain a a theatrical release. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, along with Bond, you know, Amazon's also picking up RoboCop as a franchise, Rocky as a franchise, and they're going to get rights to TV shows like Shark Tank. So there's some definite... uh, big ideas and big shows on the, you know, on that block by, by picking up MGM. Yeah. Well, you know, it would be neat to be able to see uh, Stallone continue out the Rocky franchise as he's been on the Creed movies, you know, with, with mm-hmm. a little bit more backing here with that. And, you know, how cool would a RoboCop animated series be? Oh yeah. A little, a little bit more uh, in line with, you know, kind of the vibe of the boys, but yeah. you know, just, just kind of like that. Well, if you take the way that they've done Invincible, you mm-hmm. know, it definitely could work really well with a property like RoboCop. Yeah. That, you know, that, you could get more Judge Dreddy feel with RoboCop, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Bezos, you call us up. we got ideas. That's right. <laughs> well, as the streaming wars continue and escalates, Netflix is shuffling some casting for a very interesting uh-huh. show. Yeah, Um, you know, in in a strange mix, and I think we have discussed this before, Sandman, Neil Gaiman and Sandman will be going to Netflix, not HBO Max, even though Sandman is a DC Vertigo property. Um, And and I I jokingly was thinking about, you know, the, the casting of Tom Sturridge may not be the dream casting that they wanted, um, but there's some really cool ones that they've just given us. Stephen Fry will be joining the cast. Patton Oswalt, uh, who is also voicing Modoc, um, and Jenna Coleman, ex Doctor Who alum, uh, Bucky's girlfriend. Bucky's girlfriend um, from Cap, yeah, yeah, is joining. But here's the cool thing: the character she's playing is. Johanna Constantine. They're gender switching John Constantine. Oh, how interesting is that? So Keanu, Matt Ryan have been male versions of this character. I'm so interested to see as just, just, just such an interesting jerk of a character, how we transition that to a female based character. 
I can't wait to see that. I, I can't wait to see that either. And that's that's a very, I think that's a brilliant move uh, in, uh-huh. in casting, especially gender flipping uh, the, the Constantine. That's very exciting. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, Oswald is voicing, I did find out, Patton Oswald will be voicing Matthew the Raven. Mm-hmm. So in the book, uh, Dream has this raven essentially that that kind of carries through the dream and carries through um you know kind of the dream world and so oswald's going to be voicing uh, matthew the raven so the other one stephen fry wasn't sure about who they cast him as specifically so well oswald and i mean you talk about range uh, you know acting abilities you, you can put you see stephen fry's picture in the dictionary there mm-hmm. yeah Definitely, definitely that. Well, that's very exciting on the streaming front. Sam, are you ready to speed this thing up with the Roundtable Rewind? Let's do it, sir. All right. You know, as far as our rewind, just a couple tidbits that came out. You know, it. I, I feel, Dwayne, like we spent a lot of time talking about streaming right now. Um, and, you know, Jamie teases me that, that he thinks that I'm getting sponsorship through HBO Max. But... <laughs> We did finally get an announcement for Titan season three. Um, you know, Titans was one of those DC universe exclusives that when that merged with HBO max, everybody was wondering when those series like Titans and doom patrol and young justice would show up August, 2021, we get Titan season three. So, Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and they're adding Barbara Gordon as a character, but she's not going to be Batgirl. So, hmm. interesting. She's, she's going to be the Gotham City Police Commissioner. <laughs> so, which is a tie to Batman Beyond. Yeah. Talking yeah, about she, those animated series. She was, yeah, she was in that. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love seeing some good Barbara Gordon. The, uh, the Gordons are uh, excellent characters in Batman. Yeah. They, they really bring that series to life, I think. Um, well, I got a little bit of uh, Marvel news, bringing it back around. I had some casting. Quicksilver is now Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Aaron Taylor Johnson from Age of Ultron, Quicksilver himself, uh, will be um, Craven the Hunter. Now, now, is this going to be in the Spider-Man? Or wh- where is he showing up? Uh, I, missed, is, I missed that part of news. This is going to be a solo film. A solo right. Craven film. January 13th, 2023 is oh. the proposed release date for this. Now, let's think about this. We've got Venom. We've got Carnage. Now we're go- we've are we got Morbius on the horizon. We've got Craven the Hunter now. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling Sinister Six. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, when's the Sinister Six going to come into the Spideyverse here? And then think about, and we've got Michael Keaton's Vulture also. Yeah, we're so. loading. We are loading that chamber, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, his take on Quicksilver. I know the the younger guy that was Evan Peters. Yes, I think is much more of a fan favorite, and I think he really embodies 
the Quicksilver, but for what they did in Ultron, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson done a great job, and I and I'm glad to see him back in the universe, getting to play some, and uh, his take as uh, as a bad guy is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and, and here's the weird thing, though, Aaron Taylor Johnson is usually very opposed to doing repeated roles of the same character. Well. He's not going to be doing the so, same character, yeah. So I guess I, mean, I guess he found, he, loophole, he found a loophole. Found a loophole in the Marvel. Th- yeah, and you got to think though. I mean, if he's craving in this solo movie, will he come back, or are they going to have to really back up the dump truck and and drop a lot of tens and twenties? Oh no doubt. In in that man's yard to get him to come back for a Sinister Six film. So that's something to think about. I hope they have a plan for that moving forward. Mm-hmm. Speaking of plans, mm-hmm. some things we th- we we uh, maybe uh, didn't think had a plan, but somebody come around and said that it's the most important thing. It's the most important thing for Star Wars, Sam, to have a plan. Who do you think said these words? Oh, could it be JJ? <laughs> the the person who did not seem to have a plan. Or at least didn't tell anybody else about it for the Star Wars movies uh, in the sequels. J.J. Abrams. uh, Yeah, and and I just wanted to brush on that. But, you know, I I think that the communication there or the, you know, the the splitting up of directors that they were doing really affected the quality of the storytelling and the legacy that we got with our last Star Wars movies. And I just got to wonder, is this shot fired across the bowels of the House of Mouse? <laughs> you know, it could very well be. And I know we'd spoke about the uh, about the uh, Marvel movies, you know, being kind of check boxes mm-hmm. as 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 they do. You know, you, you may not necessarily get to direct right a Marvel movie. You just you check the boxes and make sure that everything's in place. You know, was was something like that what happened? With with JJ, you know, and I know he got Lawrence Kasdan from Empire and Jedi, you know, as his writing partner on mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, you know, and they did bring a lot of nostalgia back, you know, by going to the desert planets, by having certain visuals, by having certain beats, you know, and then you know you have Ryan Johnson coming along, and he just kind of took that and did a severe left. Yeah. And then, you know, Colin Trevorrow uh, stepped out for Jurassic Park, different things. And J.J. came back and, you know, tried to grab the wheel and, and, and steer it back on track and really stepped on a lot of the things that, that Ryan Johnson did. And even the, he did in the first, you know, the, the Force Awakens, that first sequel there. Um, but that, you know, I, I think they should have had an outline going through mm-hmm. and and every director being in agreement these are the major character beats you need to hit right you know it's it's a saga it's a non-movie saga you, there's going to be constraints and restrictions you know you're going to have limits of storytelling there but unlike what a lot of people think i believe myself that you know those constraints and limits foster creativity and, you know, making something really unique and special when you have to, you know, push the boundaries there. 
within the box. Yep. You know, I, I kind of jokingly thought that JJ was just getting tired of taking all this flack from fans. Yeah, really. And he's like, hey, listen, listen. They didn't have a plan, man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. JJ, who was the guy behind the wheel? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, K- Kathleen Kennedy, you know, she may have the map, but you're behind the wheel. Yep. Yeah. You know, but uh, something that is really exciting uh, that I know really took a left turn was a solo movie. Mm-hmm. And there's been speculation and talk about a redo, about a sequel, about a series, but it seems to be getting a little more steam here lately. Yes. You know, I think, and we talked about this when, I, when we reviewed Solo in our year of Star Wars, you know, this movie kind of suffered from the, the sequel trilogy, you know, a little, little too much thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um and we know, once again, lots of different issues on, um, you know, on the set with directors, things along those. But fans aren't letting it go. Now, since 2019, fans have been campaigning for a sequel to Solo. And now, on all those Twitters that you talk about, Dwayne, all the time, we've got all hashtag. You know all the Twitters, my friend. <laughs> hashtag Solo 2. And it's really picking up steam. But here's my only question. When did these fans get a change of heart? They've been bashing the movie. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a thing. I, I really hope that a lot of the fans are wanting a continuation of, uh, you know, Donald Glover's Calrissian, mm-hmm. Alden Ehrenreich's uh, Han Solo, uh, Jonas uh, Sumato's uh, Chewie. I mean, I really felt that they embodied those characters so well, you know, and and it wasn't the Harrison Ford, you know, he's not there yet. Solo is not this, this cynical, you know, cool guy. He's figuring it out. He's getting his legs. He's, you know, just come off of Krilly. He's just got out of the Imperial service. He's trying to make his way. He's getting, you know, he's figuring out how to work the underworld and, you know, Calrissian, he's just cool. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, but uh, I, I really hope they continue with those characters. I, I loved Alden's portrayal of that. I thought he did a great job. Um, I mean, Donald Glover, who's cooler? Oh, yeah. Billy D is the only answer, you know? <laughs> that, that, that's as far as you could go. And then, of course, we also got the Darth Maltese. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, when you, when you go on with that, with that criminal underworld, so you mm-hmm. see how he's going to get tied in there. And yeah, give Ray Park some work. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely do that. We could definitely do that. Uh, somebody I'm always glad to see get some work is Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell is teaming up with his old friend, Sam Raimi. Bringing back an old franchise for a new streaming service. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is pretty new. And we, uh, You know, guys... Give us a discount at least for as much as we mention you. You know, we're yeah, open. Seriously, <laughs> we're open to sponsorships. We can negotiate. Call our people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Evil Dead is getting a resurrection. Yes, Evil Dead Rise uh, is going to be coming uh, 
returning back to that universe at least uh, as an exclusive, as you said, with HBO Max. And I, I'm a little sad in some ways. I love Raimi's back on this, but I'm a little sad that Campbell's just going to be an executive producer. We don't get Ash for this. Well, he needs to get his Ash on screen. Something, man. Uh, but supposedly the plot is we've got these estranged sisters um, played by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Um, I don't know a whole lot of what either of these ladies have been in. Uh, both of them are Australian actors. So a lot of the stuff they've been in I've not seen. Mm-hmm. Um but um, Alyssa Sutherland has been in the Vikings television show. I've watched mm-hmm. a little bit of that. And I think she was in, I think it said The Mist. Um, heard I don't it. remember. I, I've heard of it. Haven't watched it. Sounded too much like Fog. S- Stephen King's story, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but so Sutherland's been in that. Lily Sullivan, a lot of hers were um, Australian-based or things I, I guess I hadn't really checked out. Um, but I think it's interesting to go back to the universe, but spin out. So probably the the demon side of it, maybe, but not the. Uh, I guess, like I said, the 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 Ashley Williams of it all. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope uh, that the uh, we at least get the Necromicron back. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, if anybody can take some of these unknowns and really, uh, you know, bring out some special uh, acting. I believe it's Mr. Raimi there. He uh, he seems to be a masterful director, uh, storyteller. Always enjoy his take on stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, and the Evil Dead is just a universe that he's had a ton of fun in. You know, with his first student film, and then the sequel that got a bigger budget, essentially a remake. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, you know, when you have the Army of Darkness. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know there there has and there's been that the, the television show uh, Ash mm-hmm. versus Evil Dead, you know, happening too. So great, great to play in that universe again. But much like Ash set his time for the wrong time and woke up in the distant future, let us cast our gaze into the future of Rotten Tomato scores. With Trelawney time. Have I said All right, and we are back with Trelawney time. Now, um, last time we were here, we spoke about a movie, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, has since come out in theaters and on <clears throat> HBO Max. <laughs> HBO Max, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, you had, you had uh, Angelina Jolie and Tyler Perry, Taylor Sheridan. Uh, seemed like a great cast, a very interesting story. We didn't know if we were dealing with, you know, forced firefighters or assassins or you know the the watch people we didn't know if we were getting a spy movie or a you know i'm trying to redeem myself from a thing that happened in the past mm-hmm. it's it rescue some kids or a mix of all of that and from what i've heard this movie really doesn't know what it is <laughs> uh, I've, I've heard some very uh, very skeptical uh 
thoughts there. Have, have you had a chance to visit this, Sam? I have not. I'm, I, severe, I'm so behind on everything. I, I'm now going to play catch up. So, well, well, I know, you know, I have the children and, and you're a teacher. And as the end of year wraps up with school, you know, uh, we, we, we all have been very busy. But I'll tell you, I've got to partake in a few things. And I have honestly dodged this one just from the things I've heard about it. <laughs> uh, now, now looking at the cast and the uh, and the the story, uh, who was involved, my Rotten Tomatoes score was an eighty-two. Was what I predicted last time. Mm-hmm. Now I predicted an eighty-two. Uh, Jamie predicted a fifty-two. Yeah. Sam, you uh, thought this thing was going to be right. Closer to my upper level there at the uh-huh. 78. 78. I thought that star power might push it over. Right. Well, you've, you've got some deers on there. You know, Angelina Jolie, Tyler Perry, you know, these respected people who normally yeah. turn a great job. Well, the tomato meter is 61%. Oh. It's <laughs> not quite fresh. But you know what that does? That brings it right in range of our friend Jamie there. Yes. And so when when we uh, when we uh, give his uh, when we give his uh, you know allotment of grace to his score, he is dead on in in his circle there. So we we both kind of missed the missed a tag on that one. But uh, yeah, uh, he he scored fifty two. He was about about nine points off. So that I'm I'm calling that a win for our our dear friend Jamie. And I hate he's not oh, here to sure. uh, to relish in it. I'm sure he wouldn't be able to get his head through the door. After that, but you know one thing that's that's interesting to me is as much shade as I've heard thrown at this movie, the audience score is eighty five. Wow! So it there may be there might be a little something there worth looking into. So I might have to keep might have to keep the ear to the ground on this one. Possibly, possibly. Okay. All right, but sir, that does bring us to a new movie. All right. So, uh, Fast and Furious is one of those franchises that has been around for a bit. We are now ready, even though it's been pushed back, I don't know how many times, probably as much as Black Widow. Um, now we're ready for F9. So I'm really interested to see where we go with this one. Um, I mean, you got John Cena jumping in as, as Dom's brother. Helen Mirren. I mean, how much money do they have to back up on her lawn to be able to get Helen Mirren in this movie? Yeah. Um, Charlize Theron. Um, it's a popular franchise, but you know, you know what it's going to be. You know, you might as well suspend reality, but you're probably going to have a good time. I wonder how much gasoline they had to get for Charlize Theron. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this this is one of the, you know, fast for you know what you're getting. When you buy the tickets, go ahead and buy the big popcorn. Go ahead and buy the big drink and sit there and smile as you watch vehicular objects do ridiculous things. Well, on that trailer, they had a, a car essentially fall onto a hook and wire and swing. So yeah. <laughs> and and the horn done the Tarzan yell. Yeah, uh, yeah, should, should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so no, um, I, I know this um, series is near and dear to a lot of people, even a lot of dear friends of mine. I've, I've had fun with it in the past. It's not something I, I, I go to a lot, but uh, 
I know this is a near and dear series to a lot of folks. Um, Jamie uh, went ahead and sent forward his prediction on this. Uh, his crystal ball and tea leaves is reading for him. 62. Yes, 62% from Jamie. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and chime in here. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give a 77 Ooh, okay, 77%. I think there's going to be some goodwill for this, uh, just, you know, with theaters opening back up. You're getting the the big blockbuster movies back in, you know, some of these blockbuster franchises back in. You know, and and I think this will be one to draw me in. So, Dwayne, I was kind of on similar vibe to you. I went just a little lower with a 75%. 75%, okay. Yep. All right, well, F9, uh, for a minute I thought it was going to be F19, but uh, (laughs) F9, Fast and Furious 9, I'm going with a 77, Jamie a 62, and Sam 75. Correct. All right, well, guys, join us back with our next news episode in about three weeks, uh, and we'll revisit those scores and see what happens with that. We'll see how... Our predictions treat us. You know, Dwayne, though, our next quest, sir, I believe is your pick. Well, our next quest is mine. Um, We're going back to the beginning. Not all the way back to the beginning. But we're going to go with the movie that really started it all. You know, we had some things in the past. We had some mutants. We had some, you know groups of scientists happening but you know one you know millionaire eccentric guy selling weapons started off the mcu the marvel cinematic universe iron man 2008 uh, robert downey jr john favreau jeff bridges gwyneth paltrow um terrence howard as our roadie 1.0. Yep. Um, taken off there into the stratosphere with Iron Man. Um, you know, this was such a thing when it came out. And, you know, at the end of the movie, when Robert Downey says, I am Iron Man. You know, and, and it just, it, it was, and he was the embodiment of Tony Stark. Oh, for sure. So uh, we uh, we have done a little bit of looking there. It is available uh, with subscription on Disney Plus. If you uh, have access to Prime or Hulu, it there is a rental fee, a dollar ninety nine, I think, on one and three ninety nine on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully, this may be either in your streaming library or on your shelf with your Marvel collection, with all of your nerdy movies. Oh yeah, like we have. <laughs> So, so Dwayne, you know, and, and audience, I do hope you, you will join us because I'm excited to get back and check out Iron Man. It's been a while since I've watched this movie, and I'm really interested to see if it holds up. So I do hope everybody will watch it, join us back, and Dwayne, until next time, what are we going to do? We're going to turn on our arc reactors as we keep it nerdy. 